0: Hi, this is Kathy White and Anissa Carruthers. My goodness, it's a busy Tuesday, October the 10th up here in Whistler 2017. My goodness, how our year is passing so quickly. It's a beautiful autumn weather season up here in Whistler. We just closed the Whistler Bike Park for the season. We all had a little cry, <laughs> but there's lots of adventure to enjoy in Whistler all year round. And it's our pleasure today to introduce Craig Beatty, who's the general manager for Canadian Wilderness Adventures. And he's, he is here today to help us with our epic lifestyle discussion and our eight questions, which bring everybody to our podcasts, which are on EpicLifestyles.ca. So, hello, Craig, and welcome to our Thornhill Group office here in Creekside. And Anisa and I look forward to reviewing the questions with you. Maybe what you could do is just share with us what brought you to Whistler originally. Yeah
1: no, thanks for having me. Um, what brought me here? We, when I graduated college, I came out here for a ski season. One of my best friends uh, was out here and he sent me a postcard. So uh, he said, get your tail out and try and come ski. I had just done a big road trip down to Colorado. Um, so yeah, I came out after college for a winter ski season and then I stayed and tried the next summer and met a girl at West, so. Yeah, so you're kind of like
0: a, all of us, you came for a minute and it, never Exactly, left. <laughs>
1: yes, it's been amazing.
0: That's super. So, what are three important things that we should know about you?
1: Uh, key things. I'm a twin, so I've got a twin in Van- in Vancouver, so that's great. Uh, the rest of the family's back east. Uh, I'm one of the fortunate ones who have in-laws living here, so Oma and Grandpa are in Whistler, so they get to take care of the grandkids. Awesome. Um, my wife and I have been. Uh, Best friends and together for over 20 years. And we actually met at Canadian Wilderness Adventures 20 years ago. How old are your kids? Nine and five.
0: Oh, you're in the deep of it. That's yeah, awesome. It's, it's great it's to awesome. have you. Got a t- many... many hands on board for that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a great community for to raise children, I think.
1: Absolutely. We live in Pemberton, mm-hmm. um, but uh, we spend a lot of time down here with uh, through gymnastics and sport and uh, skiing and everything. So, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And so... With your career, you've obviously chosen something you are passionate about. You love it. You've been general manager now for the company for
1: twelve years, 12 and years. I started with the company just again for that minute to uh, a guide for a win or a, a summer in May of ninety
2: nine. Finger quotes around season. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I've been uh, I've it's been very fortunate
1: season. to be with them for uh, an awful long time. Um, I. I've continued my career in uh, sort of the adventure tourism stuff. I've patrolled, um, I work with Pemberton Search and Rescue, and uh, I was with BC Ambulance for three or four years as a primary care paramedic. And then, um, yeah, so I've continued uh, growing through the adventure tourism side, and it's been a blast.
2: That's awesome. You guys must be just as excited as, I don't know, I am. It was six degrees today, you could feel this, you could feel the chill, and someone said it might snow tomorrow, and instead of, you know, anywhere else, people would be like, oh, it's going to snow tomorrow, you know, oh. And here, everyone's like, I'm getting my toques out.
1: (laughs) I had a a fam trip with some local guys today, and as we were driving back from the Callahan, there was a, uh, we were checking the weather, and it was minus one at the roundhouse, so we're excited to see the white stuff start falling
0: so as a business in whistler here and gearing up to year-round activities you have very little downtime now compared to when i first lived in whistler as a ski instructor we used to shut the resort down in the summer and now i think your summer activities if i can say would 2017 17 be a banner year for activities? Absolutely. I mean, yeah.
1: I think we're close to 30 months straight of, of uh, records and numbers of clients um, Our staff are actually you know they're just waiting for that downtime And I'd say today was the first day we saw where it actually got a little quiet So mm-hmm.
2: well and, and Whistler used to be like in some I was listening to someone describe how you know People used to go out and play baseball at the Delta and it was a beer league and it was just such a different culture now with no downtime basically
1: yeah it's definitely a a challenge I mean it's been great for us with staffing because we're able to keep people on a year-round basis Um, and uh, they have uh, maybe about a month of downtime which is now kind of mid-October to mid-November before the snow flies and yeah that's their downtime our spring is is crazy busy right through now so it's great
0: so maybe we could go through a few of your company background you know, you were talking about how with question number three here, is there something that with your company or that you could find you could get more support in to help you achieve your business goals?
1: Oh, I think one of the key things we've seen and it's it's been an ongoing issue here in Whistler is our staff accommodations. Uh, trying to locate uh, proper housing for staff um, so they're not living in vans um we do have uh, a development that we're going to be working with we've just had a rezoning done in the calian so we can build eight more staff accommodation units but that's going to be a year out probably before we can start so mm-hmm. finding uh, proper accommodations i know um max last year found a house for us that uh, we, we were able to rent off of it so that was great so mm-hmm. the thornhill group helped us that way so that was nice
0: Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of discussion right now in the Whistler Resort community around staff accommodation and actually resident housing, and certainly um, on our local communities, no matter what mountain town you're living in, I know staff housing is always a challenge, no matter what time of year. And it's interesting how we address it through community involvement and discussion, which I really appreciate having Mm -hmm. input into what are the next steps that we need to do as a community to have more of our staff stay and live in the community or in the sea to sky corridor to accommodate the business growth that we're encountering on a yearly basis and the
2: key part that I see is because I, I'm at Whistler Transit is the transportation of those people is a key part too as we can because from what I understand with Fail, for example they actually bring people in from over an hour out but they have a system we mm. have no system right yeah, to, to, to bring people from that far away on a regular basis like we we have still have we're just taking over Pemberton and, and getting people back and forth and it's, it's such a challenge because you have to have, you have to buy buy in from BC, you have to buy in from local government, and people don't, you know, the people who need it don't understand how much work goes into what there is, and like to get it to grow is, is a challenge because it's that you need seats, you need money, you need, you know, and it's it's never enough when you need it.
1: Yeah, if there was a difference between the flow of traffic and transportation during the Olympics compared to what it is currently, even somewhere in between would be a a huge improvement between Squamish and Pemberton for bringing the workers um, into the community. I know for ourselves, if we we had more transportation opportunity on buses for to and from, uh, we would definitely be utilizing that a lot more. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Well, it'll come. It'll come. So on our question number four, what is your favorite book lately that you've read or plan to read?
1: Uh, it's funny you say that. I just had a, uh, a big birthday last year and um, my kids put together a, a list of 45 things I needed to do and one was read one of my favorite books of all time. So uh, we were on a big trip this summer, um, camping down the Oregon coast and uh, had to, I reread uh, Cry Freedom. Which was a book from in the in the early eighties, I believe, late seventies, early eighties. They 80s. made a movie about it too. Yeah, they made a movie about Stephen Biko uh, with the apartheid. Yeah, it's just a, I wow. think I've read it about a dozen times. So yeah, I reread it for the first time in twenty two years.
0: Interesting. Amazing book. Hmm. What a relaxing trip down the Oregon coast. It's so beautiful. Yes. And it's so fun to you know we often live and work in Whistler and then the Pemberton region. Um, and down to Squamish. It's such a beautiful place to live that sometimes we forget to get away, enjoy other places, and then you come back home. And what was the one thing when you came back home after your trip down the Oregon coast that hit you about what's
1: your favorite thing to do when you get back uh i mean our favorite activity as a family is skiing so we uh you know when we got home we were home for about four weeks and uh we had our first rain in a long time but it was a cold one and so we saw the the dusting of snow on the top of the mountain so i took a picture yeah (laughs) yeah we were we were automatically in the attic pulling down skis and ski boots because the kids (laughs) wanted to try them on
2: oh that's awesome that's awesome um, and what is a product that you're rarely without?
1: Uh, I'd say that'd be my iPhone. That um, seems to be
2: a common Whistler it, tool. It
1: really is. I mean, it's been uh, it's been a great tool for us uh, as a business and also family and personal. Um, so, yes, actually, I just got okay, well, a, a, a brand new one because today. Because of who you
2: are. Oh, congratulations. Yes. Did you get the. Oh,
1: I just went with an iPhone 7 just oh, yeah. excellent.
2: I love mine. Um, I, I put my, as you can see here, we have an iPhone 6 Plus and an iPhone 7, and I sat them both together beside each other last night and used the compass. Mm hmm. And they didn't match, even though they were there. So I thought that was really. But were interesting. they side by side? Yes. Yeah. So they probably were don't they affecting, work? Each, yes, other? affecting each
1: other? Yes, probably affecting each other. Excellent, perfect person to ask. That's my guess. Because it was
2: they were actually like ten. They they were acting like they were about ten feet apart. Ah. So that's interesting to know that they aren't using. I thought they would be using a digital signal.
1: Yeah, I'm just not sure if the two of them side by side would cause issues. It's but even if
2: I, and if I put them even like this, like above each other, they You've were created
1: not... a
0: causality loop. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So when you're finding with your business at Canadian Wilderness Adventures, are you finding a lot of people are booking online now?
1: We've uh, we've spent a lot of time in the last year and a half on trying to drive it to our website and right. uh, with our booking systems. Um, I'd say this year we had about. Fifty percent of our bookings came direct online, so a huge, huge increase. With so they're booking
2: them from their phones.
1: Booking from phones, booking from their computers. Um, So yeah, we've had a, a, it's been amazing to see Mm -hmm. that change.
2: Curious question as well is, how do you find? People always having their, um, I know when I used to travel, I finally stopped leaving my camera at home so mm. I could experience and be in the moment where I was. Do you find that the iPhone and this, you know, having this is taking away from some people's experience of what you're trying to offer them? Uh,
1: not really. I mean, I've, I've, part of our business has been about, you know, having that experience and taking pictures away. So, you know, we logo up our machines and make sure they're part of their photos. Um, cool. We do ask people that they turn their phones off and keep them in airplane mode if they're going to use it as a camera just oh, to try and keep them into the experience cool um, but yeah no I mean I can't travel have with... you seen
2: the technology now where that they it's like the same thing as if you were to go down the log shoot and you get your picture except it's video um, along bike trails for example so at the end of your bike ride it would give you a video up from certain key points because you're geotagged along the bike line
1: i have not i've so, heard of some of it but yeah, yeah it's, it's a, kind of like i said it's the equivalent of the
2: log ride picture at disney yes but it's end up being a, a walk-along video and i hear you can probably do this at disney as well and it's certain key points where you're the only person in the picture mm-hmm. so then you can put your phone away enjoy your family and still get the pictures after
1: yeah we've talked about that opportunity of along the trail systems but uh, without having the the power source uh, becomes a bit of a pricey endeavor to be able to hook up and have uh, multiple cameras just like the wildlife cameras that people have mm-hmm. um, That can take photos at night in different times yeah. and motion sensors
0: Sometimes it's nice not to have a drone following you down the trail, <laughs> right? Sometimes it's great to unplug we call it quiet tourism yeah. or you know I call it going into the green, just relaxing and unplugging and being in the moment. I, I, I do like
2: the drone idea, though, too. Idea. <laughs> um,
0: to, you would never know it's
2: there. <laughs> so, so to tail back
1: to another book, if I were to say for people to read to go along with exactly what you were mm-hmm. saying is uh, Last Child in the Woods and it's a book about how people are are afraid of the outdoors and that you know urbanization has changed and you remember back when we were kids we were running around you'd be able to play in any of the construction sites but now it's fenced in everything Mm -hmm. so one of the changes that we've done with our company for sure over the years we were Canadian snowmobile adventures and we were known as a snowmobile company Uh, big plumes of smoke and everything and so we've changed it to Canadian wilderness adventures added multiple different types of programs and uh, for us, it's really it's the mode of getting people into the wilderness. Everything's four stroke. It's quiet. We get them there. We turn the machines off as quickly as we can, mm-hmm. so that way people can really and take I, that take it in.
2: I went camping for the first time for uh, alone, and as you know, because I've been raising my kids have come, grown up and left home, and I actually camped for ten days, and it was life changing. By yourself? So, yeah. And Fantastic. Slept by the river every night. I still went to work every day, but <laughs> but it was an amazing experience that you Know a lot of people won't take the time to do, yeah, and absolutely. it is just life changing. And now I'm like, What am, can I go again now? <laughs> you know,
0: I was just wondering if you've experienced a lot of visitors from other Vale resorts because of the connection now of Whistler with Vale resorts for cross marketing for your business. Are you finding more tourism from the United States or the other Vale resort? Older, older I haven't seen
1: it clients? quite yet, but I know this year there'll definitely be a, a major change. Mm-hmm. Last year, for sure, we saw clients that were coming around, and they may not have been just with us, but um, you know, you meet people in town and ask them where they're from mm-hmm. and chat. And definitely, there are people from uh, that have the epic past that come, you know, now Whistler is on their, uh, on their checklist. Week, sorry, sure yeah, it's too. pretty amazing, it's going to be interesting.
0: So, one of the new tourism opportunities that you offered this year was e-bike tours in the Callahan Valley. Do you want to share with us a little bit about that experience of launching it? Yes,
1: yeah we purchased a a fleet of 18 electric full suspension mountain bikes Um, and so we're we're kind of going after that market that is they're not the downhillers for the park uh, and they're have a little bit more experience than wanting to ride just a valley trail for a tour so um, it brings them back into people who may have mountain biked in the past or have friends and family who've always wanted to try it. So it's a, it's a pretty great program. Um, it's got different modes, so it helps you get through the stuff that's not enjoyable about mountain biking. So it makes the entire trip fun.
0: We were talking earlier with Craig about... Taking business in Whistler in the next 10 to 20 years, for example, I was talking about silver tourism where our communities are bringing in retirees to join gentle adventure and experience a bit more to have the ability to do beginner, intermediate and expert tours as part of your company business model. I think it's a great opportunity to get us shy retiring sorts to get out and try a new adventure.
1: Yeah, it's, um, I mean, we have a product, I think, that fits the mix for anybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, My in-laws are in their 70s here, and they still snowmobile and come out and play with us, and uh, ATV, and uh, my father-in-law had a group of guys in town last summer. I think there was about eight of them, and they were all 75-plus, and we went ATVing together. It was a blast. Some of them for the first time, but we were able to get up to our cabin on Sprout and, uh, you know, have a sandwich and stuff and come back down. But then we have River of Golden Dreams for canoeing, uh, lake tours, um, s- uh, snowshoeing. So a lot of people will get out that have, um, you know, they're, they're worried about their, uh, I guess, endurance capability. But that, uh, that never seems to be a problem. So, yeah, yes. it's great.
2: That's good. So what do you think that in 10 to 20 years from now... You're gonna still be doing that you do now. I mean this is not rocket science, I can get that. But when they, how how as someone who's got their kids who've left home. Yeah. And I'm a grandmother. What what do you think you'll be doing in ten to twenty years?
1: Well, my retirement goal is to be a healthy ski guide. Sweet. Yeah. So um nice. hopefully skiing. Absolutely. That'll be a critical part so of the key of my part to lifestyle. that
2: is where do you want to ski?
1: Oh, I imagine it's gonna be here in yeah Whistler. Yeah, just with a helicopter. Just with a helicopter. No, I mean um my kids are avid skiers i can you know at uh, at five i can take him down most of the runs and at, at nine she's i can't keep up with her now so, so. it's kind
2: of like they're swedish exactly no, <laughs> I, cool. I visited sweden when i was 18 and visited all my cousins and they just they didn't know that someone might not have skied since they were you know maybe walking absolutely and I, they took me down all these black diamond trails and i was in serious trouble so yes <laughs> they'll be able to go anywhere in the world as well.
1: Exactly, that's the that's one of the goals. Um, and you know we'll see how, how it goes with uh, with the Epic Pass and hopefully continue uh, having that so our kids can travel and see different resorts and ski. It's exciting.
2: Do you think that they would go and work at another ski resort? Do you think, I guess, better question be, do you think that as kids from a ski resort here, they're going to see more opportunity to adventure into the world in a really dynamic way? Because they're meeting people from all over the world and seeing that, yeah, you can just go and ski and work and build a career at a ski resort? Like they have, I think kids from here have a very different perspective. They do,
1: and that's an amazing question. I hadn't actually really thought about it for the, you know, moving forward. But I do hope that they're gonna uh, stay in this, at least, you know, have the skiing in their lives like, you know, my wife and I have had. Um, And I think that's been a a really cool component to, you know, to who we are as a couple and and, uh, how our family's gonna move on. Mm I hope but
2: I think that living in Whistler creates a life skill. A life, it's a lifestyle that creates a life skill. I guess to be yeah. the best way to put it, that even in as you're aging, you're you're building a life skill, because because of our lifestyle, we're we're constantly working to be healthier. We're hanging out with other people that, like you said, like yeah. your your father-in-law and 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 that that are constantly working to do something better to stretch a little bit further. You get invited out to just that one more thing that you're like, oh, I should go try that.
1: The kids didn't get an opportunity. They had a choice. Well, they, they basically were gonna have swim lessons, life skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and skiing to us was the life skill, but you know, they are slowly getting into biking and mountain biking and skateboarding and other things, but those were the two things that they those were the I noticed things a lot they were of people, going to the do. The other
2: two things that I noticed a lot of people do is dance, sail and music. Yeah. i've got a little,
1: a little gymnast. Um, yep, she's a, she's a phenomenal little gymnast. So we'll see where that goes. And then um, they're playing soccer up in Pemberton, coaching them. So that's always a hoot.
2: And do you think that she would have as much, uh, because of the legacy of what was left behind from the Olympics, because I, I used to go to do a, a workout with uh, a kinesiologist there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the gym that it that got left behind for us is Spectacular. pretty epic. <laughs> yeah. So do you think that that's given her a bit of an edge too compared to other kids her age? Yeah. Uh,
1: Yes, well, I think the uh, I mean they that now that the Whistler Gymnastics Club has taken over Pemberton, uh, their coaches come up and they set up uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays in Pemberton, which is great. So they do two hour sessions. Um, They're trying to get her down to Whistler, but if we got that transportation set up a little easier for us, we both work in Whistler, so it's tough to bring them down. So Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm
0: yeah, like carpooling and things. So our last question of the day, as part of our podcast each time, is a life hack and. Something that I'd like to share in my life hack to start is stepping outside your comfort zone. And I'm going to try this winter to come out and snowmobile. Because it's been a long time since I've done it. I used to do it at Cougar Mountain. Mm -hmm. Maybe when just before... It was old technology equipment at that time. And I was a little timid. So I'd like to come out... And step out of your comfort zone from a safe feeling yep you know and know that you're going to be guided instructed have a, a very good comfortable feeling that I'll be able to share that experience with my friends and family and encourage them to try something new
1: oh, It'd be great to have you out. yeah the guides mm-hmm. will uh, take great care of you for sure the new technology and machinery um, it's just such a, a different sport now, so yeah, it's you'll you'll have a great time.
2: Awesome. I haven't been snowmobiling since uh we went up to Black Tusk. It was this, with the Black Tusk snowmobile cabin. Broome you know Ridge. The, is that what that is? It's yeah. the big old Alpine yeah. Cabin. Up on brome Ridge. Oh my gosh. It's like the most we did it New Year's Eve. Yes. Um uh, it was like really, it was when the, we, we left the kids at home, and it was 20 years ago. It was a really good time, but what a spectacular view.
1: They have a, a, a fantastic facility. Our first, uh, my very first staff trip that I ever did was up to Prome Ridge, and there was about 45 of us. Is
2: it, it's the one the with cabin. the little cabins that used to be the uh, Brat Pack. Is that the same? It's, uh, got the little,
1: uh, it's a four story building up there now.
2: Mm. Oh, have they rebuilt it maybe since sure. I've maybe. been there? I'm wondering. Yeah. Interesting. Well, my life, ha- life hack has to do with food. And if you live in Westler, food is uh, acquiring food at a reasonable cost is a challenge. Mm-hmm. So I actually grow a lot of sprouts from home over the winter, and so I take because last year I don't know if everyone remembers the price of cauliflower at ten dollars a head. Um, I did actually purchase one for three ninety nine this this month i think but still it's just staggering because we are very all of us are really quite concerned about our health and smoothies mm-hmm. and things like that so i actually grow a lot of just sprouts and it's you know you start them on a wednesday they're ready by the weekend and i've been making these huge massive you just throw a bit of kale in it and they become these huge massive salads for like a couple dollars for you know you pay two three i think you say three dollars for a thing at nesters of peas or, or whatever and it it helps me avoid the candy at work because they're snacks yes. snacks in themselves for just soaking for a couple of days so sprouting is um i think in li- living in this where we are because food is at an extreme price sometimes yep. um sprouts you know they you can you can buy a gallon of them at a time and that's going to make you gallons and gallons of green food so keeps us healthy through the winter
1: yeah we have a uh... We started a garden with the kids um, for the last three years. So that's been an amazing thing to, to let them understand where the food comes and how you know they're part of it. And they have to weed the gardens and seed and do everything. So we, we learned a few years ago that uh, the way it comes up in Pemberton, because we have a little bit longer growing season and quicker growing season, is not to plant it all at once because one year mm-hmm. we really really couldn't look at green salad again <laughs> uh, but whereas if it comes in at different times it's it's wonderful okay. i'd say from my own life hack uh, as we were discussing earlier um with being in the adventure tourism side it's uh, you know it takes a toll on the body as does whistler living sometimes with our bumps and bruises and and sporting life outdoor life uh bought myself a travel roller and uh don't leave home without it so you know it gets out the aches and pains and you can also, you know, travel around if you're in stretch the Okanagan. Yes, stretch, stretch the fascia. Yes, stretch uh, the fascia, but it's also it's a nice hard setup that you can actually slot a bottle of wine in there. So, yeah, it's a great spot to travel with. Yeah.
2: So you can relax and then relax.
1: Exactly, muscle. Double R. Muscle. Um, what are we looking at? Pain management and, you know, repairs.
2: Excellent, yeah. excellent. Well, thank you for coming. Um, it's been awesome to, to hear more about your business as well and for Kathy having us here at Thornhill. Yeah, thank you. It's a beautiful office here. I can't get enough of it. I wish this were my own home. Um, so you can find us on epiclifestyles.ca. We will post some of the books that were mentioned and uh, a little outline and how you can find... Uh, can, Canadian Adventures, and maybe we'll have a little special in there for next season or something. Sounds and great. Uh, we'd be happy to, to let people know how to get a hold of you. We'll
1: see you both snowmobiling this winter.
0: Absolutely. We, yeah, I'm, I'm in for that. I'm in for it. And we thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day. Bye.